This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. And welcome everybody to What the Hops. Uh, Brian and Eric here again on uh, another beautiful Friday evening. Because I have off for the holidays, so might as well take advantage of, you know, America having its birthday and me not having to work. So, yeah, now we're here. Fucking. There it is. Fuck, it took 30 seconds? <laughs> Haven't heard one all night. Fireworks fireworks are still going off, as as they should. Like, I mean, when you have, like, the 4th of July on, like, a, on, on, a fr- on a Thursday like that, you know everybody has all these leftover things. So you got probably people that had to work today, you know. So a lot of people aren't going hard yesterday. Um, but you have people working today and they're going to end a party in today and tomorrow and everything else so you know you're going to have a shit ton of fireworks being blown off and i'm sure like some towns and stuff have like events and stuff rolling in out here in buffalo they had some ships come sailing into the <laughs> to the harbor and stuff so everybody's all like got their dicks hard for you know going to look at some boats you know and it's kind of it's a cool thing but like it's I like when, like, looking at them, I mean, there's the one that we have that's normally down there, the the tall ship. Yeah. And then they have, um, we were down there fishing last week in Outer Harbor, and Miss Buffalo must have been having, like, the fucking band crews out there, because they were playing Mumford and Sons, and they were going fucking wild on this goddamn boat. I mean, this boat was way, like, farther, far enough away that, like... You didn't think you should be able to hear it as much as you did. And um, they were playing that one song. I can't remember what the fucking name of it is. But, like, I had fucked up this time. I really fucked it up this time. Yeah. And, like, and my kids are looking at me like, Daddy, that's a bad word. I'm like, let the people do the thing on the boat, man. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Summertime, Lake Erie, people getting on their boats and get weird shit coming in through the harbor on the canal and everything else so people go down to the waterfront and you know stare at things on the water and uh i do that a lot dude (laughs) well yeah well you take the kids down there and it's like they got the little like giant sandbox thing plus they got the new like kids museum have you gone in there yet Uh, i tried to go in there and um like you couldn't fucking get in there. I was like, it must have been closed or something. I'm like, you guys buy tickets here? Like the doors, whatever it was, we couldn't get in there. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how that is because I mean, the one in Rochester, the Strong Museum's fucking legit. One of my biggest dislikes about Canal Side, and I love Canal Side. You know, I go down there probably almost once a week. Yeah. In the summer, like they should have a fucking splash pad or something. They should have something that's like water related to cool off well they still got the the like paddle boats and stuff right yeah but can you swim in there no 
I guess Blake said that last year that I guess I walked in there at one point because he dropped something or like to get him out, so I walked in there and grabbed him. I don't remember it, but you can't. It wouldn't be a horrible thing if you could swim I, in that. I'm just thinking of it as like a, a cleanliness. It's got to be like know. a sanitation thing. Yeah, and like the city of Buffalo being like, yeah, we're not fucking with that. You know, like I mean, towns have their pools and their splash. They pads got and, splash pads and shit have, in the city. Yeah, I mean, but like they have them made and designated in areas and stuff in like little towns and everything else. So for like, I don't know, you put it down a canal side, you're just asking for like a whole. I don't know. It's kind the of whole, a whole like bringing riffraff or like trash people to like go and cool down kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you can have, you're gonna have trash people everywhere, but you know. And I mean that that's a big I think miss though is not necessarily that you're trying to attract more people and bring more people down there because it does fine on that, but just to give another option with something down there on a ninety degree day. I don't want to fucking go down there and just go down there and just look at the water and be like, man, I wish I was in it right now. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm saying... I mean, yeah, they could have something. It's just, it's... The upkeep on something like that, though, is going to be huge. And Get a misting section or something, then. Yeah, they could have one of those, like, tents. You Fuck, know. if Darren Lake's had the same misting section for 15 years, why can't they have something like that? <laughs> like, get one of those, uh... Hurricane simulator things that they have. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. No, but just even just like, spray some mist in the damn air, man. You don't know like, you need have water. You, have you been to Darien Lake yet this year? No, I haven't had season pass in a couple years. I heard it's the Six Flags again. Yeah, I said. What the fuck the happened there? They keep running out of money, and then Six Flags will spend a little bit on it, and then they'll end up dropping it because someone will buy it back, thinking they can, uh, they thinking they can afford it, and then. Uh, <laughs> They end up selling it back to Six Flags again because it ends up going out. End up they end up running out of money. The upkeep of a of an amusement park is fucking ridiculous, man. Not a well, not not to mention that that amusement park is in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, but that's all amusement parks. So, tell me what what amusement parks are in the middle of fucking cities? The Six Flags outside of Lake George and between Glens Falls isn't that that far out there. There's that fucking giant-ass Bush Gardens that's somewhere in, like, South Carolina that you see up there throughway. Yeah, but, okay, so... Cedar Point is fucking... I'm on, I'm on three right now. So where are you supposed to put Darren Lake here, then? You know? Oh, I have no fucking answer for that. <laughs> Fantasy Island's not really that far from the city, but no one wants to go to fucking Grand Island. Which, speaking of that, I guess I didn't pay a fucking ticket. I just got fined for that. Oh, yeah, dude. It's easier just to uh, just to get easy pass for that shit. Uh, I can't wait till a class action lawsuit says I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that once, and, like, all of a sudden I look, and it's like, oh, you owe $50, or, or you can get an easy pass, and then all the fees go away. And I'm like, all right, I'll just get an easy pass. Fuck it. Yeah. The cashless tolls are the dumbest fucking thing in the world. See, I like them, though. I don't. Well, the whole point of it is because they want you to get in their system so they can, so then you don't have to worry about the shit, you know? It is more convenient, though. Are you telling me it isn't? I mean, it's dumb that you have to fucking drive over a goddamn bridge and pay to begin with. Well, I mean, that's Grand Island, though. Like, I mean... People that look like live on Grand Island love it. 
I fucking would lose my mind there. I, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I can't mentally handle that. What, being on a fucking island? Yeah, the bridge and shit like that. I look at the Grand Island Bridge and I get anxiety. Not from driving over them like a height, but from like, this is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. You have these two skinny-ass bridges. Some asshole's car always starts on fire on it, or someone crashes <laughs> on the side of it. Every day, something, there's a car on fire. And yet, it's just time and time again, people are late for work or diverting traffic. I got I got really nothing good to say about it either, so I'm not gonna not really gonna go there. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it there's super nice parts. I mean, the, the Beaver Island Golf Course is nice. Like, I've had plenty of decent times on Grand Island. I don't want to live there. Yeah. And I hate those fucking bridges. <laughs> For the holiday, you had a bunch of different breweries kind of releasing some beers, trying to get them out so people can enjoy them and. People coming into town can enjoy them and everything else, and uh, we're enjoying one of them right now. This is the Pressure Drop Stoneyard Brewing collab, Struggle Bus. It is a double IPA. I think it comes in at like eight and a half. Eight and a half. It's smooth. Um, it's more of like your classic double. Like it's not like not hazy at all. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty clear actually. Uh, kind of goes goes along the same goes along the the vein of a lot of uh, Carl's beers where it's kind of a West Coast style a little bit. Yeah, Stoneyard's kind of been coming in under the radar a little bit and like making some crazy decent stuff too. Like people have been been slowly finding them. They're they're starting to make a name for themselves in the Rochester area. They're from like Brockport, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely so. more of a West Coast style, I'd say, but I mean, has good hop to it. Label art too is uh, sticks with the whole. It's a fucking bus up on blocks, dude. <laughs> sticks with the whole pressure drop uh, label vibe that they get. If I had my own brewery, I think I would want my cans to look basic as fuck. And just kind of like how Maine is. Like, Maine, Maine's bottles are just a white label with, like, minimal words on it. And their beer does the speaking for it. But I'm also a person that will buy beers based on how the cans look. Because, like, shit jumps out on you. I'm going to, like, look at that or tend to look revisit it if I've seen it there over and over. You know? I've been burned on it a few times, but... On Maine? No, not Maine. Just, like, buying beers based upon the way the can looks. But if I just, like, canned beers, I, I almost want them just a basic-ass can. Yeah, or you find your... You find a vibe. You find, like, your, your niche and, like, hey, guess what? I'm going to have this style label, and that's what I'm rolling with. Like, um, kind of like how, like, you know, Lloyd Taco Truck does everything with, like, that neon green. Like, that's their shit. Like, that's... Well... Factoring the other colors and stuff, too, but... Six-point cans have the same vibe. Unless they get those weird, like, series, like the off ones. Yeah. But they have their same kind of, like, multicolored, like, kind of shiny, kind of matte, flat kind of colored in the background. And the, wa- kind of the, label, the label of the beer and information of the beer is all the same. Yeah. Um, except for their... Uh, their one-off releases that they do out of the brewery. I've always liked Southern Tears labels too, even though like even the ones they've switched, they're always like clean but like not boring. 
Yeah, the only one that's really changed it up was the swipe light. That's yeah. just that just goes away from It's a little bit the louder. Normal, it goes away from the normal uh southern tier label. We gotta appeal to the bros, man. You gotta get the bros on that. Yeah, man. I'm on the swipe light train. I was just I was just thinking about this too. I gotta get myself some uh some skinny can koozies or something, man. Yeah, that's they make Yeti like things like that too. Yeah, I gotta get I gotta get one. I'm not buying. I don't have Yeti money, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just sitting there thinking about it, like, cause I got some tall boy koozies, cause now, like, I mean, you need the you need the 16 ounce koozies, and I'm sure they they make them. Like you said, Yeti has stuff, so I'm sure I'm sure some breweries probably have them available. I have to go and check it out. One of the girls I work with buys something from I don't even know where they, but they're like on par with Yeti shit. <laughs> Um, it's a, I think they're cheaper, but not like Walmart cheap. Gotcha. Like I have like a tumbler from Walmart. It's like keeps it cold. It's like no, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> it's colder than drinking a fucking bottle of water, but it's not like yeah. Like I thought the ice isn't supposed to melt in this shit. Oh wait, it melted in like fifteen minutes. It's supposed to take three days. I thought. That's <laughs> yeah, not not a bad beer with it. I mean, I, I find myself buying more sixteen ounces. Oh um, yeah, well that's what most breweries are making these days, though. You know. You, you know, actually, we, we just mentioned Southern Tier too. So when I went to Wegmans the other day, I called my wife and said, "What do you want me to get? You want me to get a Surge four pack or four pack of the Fog? Because those have been like one ones we've been drinking a lot, just kind of rotating back and forth." Yeah. And now the Lakeshore Fog is in the six packs too. Yeah, they've been pushing that pretty hard uh, lately. It's a good beer, man. I mean, it's it does its thing. It's like, yes, is there juicier shit out there? Of course. Is there stuff that you can go and spend a lot more? Yeah, but it's for what it is. You know, they're ten dollars six packs. Not really a bad thing. Well, the one thing that they were telling us at the Brewers Festival too, that Lakeshore Fog was a beer that they originally brewed down in uh, Pittsburgh at the Pittsburgh location and they tried it out there and it sold really well and that's when all of a sudden it became it became kind of a hit and now they have it wherever they really distribute so it's yeah like I said it's 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 a nice basic New England IPA yeah like is it hazy per se not it's not clear really yeah like it's 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 an IPA. I talked to my dad in a flight on vacation for the first time I've ever seen him drink one. Yeah. He said, oh, I don't know. I'll just get this Pilsner instead. I go, you're not getting a fucking Pilsner. Why? What's wrong with Pilsners, bro? Well, that was what he's like. He got, like, frustrated. He didn't know, like, what to order and shit. And I'm like, you're going to have this? You're going to have that? You're going to have this one and that one? That's what you're going to do. <laughs> like, I had to order beer for him. Like, he's like my old, like, I'm, like, seven years old and he's my wife. Like, oh, my, my sweetie over here is going to have this. I'm like, you know, he's fucking stupid. Hang on a second. Meanwhile, your mom's over there probably just shaking her head being like. She actually, she was, like, got afraid and didn't get a flight. So she just got, like, a, a New England IPA and loved it. But I'm like, you're going to like this. You want something basic? Here's that. You don't drink a stout, so stay away from that. You don't like sours? Don't go that. Here you go. Here's four IPAs or three IPAs and a fucking Pilsner. Boom. There's a great day. And then which whichever one you like and you want another one, then you can get a full glass of that. Well, yeah. And he's like, oh, well, he's like, you didn't tell me these things were juicy IPAs. I like those ones. I'm like, I'm like... 
Just we, fucking listen. Read the description. He's it's like, right, you right said there. fruity. I thought it was going to be like, I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it's fruity and juicy. It's telling you it's going to be a fucking like New England IPA. Well, this, this like the description on Untapped is like, you know, talks about papaya and everything else and like tries to give you like some of the fruit flavors. Like, no, you know what it's trying to, to give you? It's trying to give you fucking Whole Foods and Wegmans fruit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what that is. Because I can tell you what a fucking papaya tastes like. Wait, you've had papaya before. Can tell you what it tastes like. Like it's kind of like a. Doesn't matter. You already <laughs> lost me. Uh, next. That's like me trying to describe what when they do these. Oh, it tastes like stone fruit and dragon fruit and and fucking three day old milk well, mixed stone, with the fucking stone. Stone fruit is like you know apricots and peach and all that shit. You know when everybody says when someone says stone fruit they're meaning like that. When people are like oh it's mango I'm like I'm pretty sure I like that fruit I'll fuck with it. It tastes like a couple other fruits put together. It's like take a peach and make it more citrusy, and that's your fucking. I'm pretty sure that I've bought a papaya before. Bought papaya before when we were living together. I feel like you might have done one with the Randall before. That's what I mean. Like, We've I'm, done like jalapeno. Well, that's what we need to do. We need to have a Randall episode. Yeah. Get I some, actually um I have get my, some get some bush get a thirty of bush no 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 I don't drink bush at all I will not drink it no bush is right there with Budweiser for me it's a disgrace to fucking beer yeah it's or true. Budweiser in general I'll drink Budweiser over Budweiser but it's it's a disgrace to to me fully I I, I want no part of it which also makes me think like. When all when the teams win the fucking Stanley Cup, all right, let's just say sixty to seventy percent of that team, on average, is Canadian. So you know those motherfuckers are drinking Canadian and blue light. You grew up drinking that shit. Now they're getting younger. Who knows? Now they probably drink Coors Light. But when they have these fucking rooms that they go into to go celebrate with the cup, why is it Bud Light? Should be Labatt or should be Molson? You're not wrong. I know I'm not fucking wrong. Like, oh, Bud Light. Yeah. Uh, you know those dudes are just ready to fucking pop the Bacardi and shit, though, anyhow. Nope. And the one guy that's from Barstool, Jordy, that does, um, he does a lot of lacrosse shit. And he's like the beer league hockey guy, too. I remember he was talking about Wayne Mensley. He walked in with like an 18-pack or 24-pack the one time of Molson. I'm like, I got way fucking more respect for this guy living in Philly, showing up with a thing of fucking Molson. You're not in Molson country there. No, I'm, saying, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you can get. I'm surprised you can get Molson out there. That's interesting. But it was like, I guess in a city like that, you probably have like an 18 pack's probably tough to get. I mean, maybe like a 12er or a six pack of it. I mean, me and you have traveled enough. Like, yeah. I, I think that's something we need to start going and paying attention more to the like. The bum-ass beer sections. Because I feel like you could throw a six-pack of a bat in these places like it's nothing now. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. When I go um, in November to visit my brother in Denver... Yeah, but you can tap the Rockies, bro. Well, I'm kind of curious to see if there's going to be any... Like, how available Molson is out there. Because, you know, being basically owned... Like, Molson Coors and everything else, like... I know it's more of a Canadian thing, but, like, you'd figure that, like, you know, Coors is going to, like, have, you know, scratch Molson's back a little bit and have some Molson available out that way, too. You know, how much available? I don't know. But I'm, I'm pretty curious to see if it actually exists. 
Yeah, but regular Coors is where it's at, though, too. Oh, yeah, the fucking... I'll fuck with the banquet beer all day, bro. I need a new refrigerator out here because when I... And I, I've I stopped myself from buying a 30 rack of it just because of how much this fridge sucks right now. But... I'm going to buy a new refrigerator in a couple weeks, and you better motherfucking believe that, like, it's going to be 30-pack central in there. What you need to do is get, like, just, like, a mini-fridge out here by the hot tub and fucking... Dude, I'm just pulling too much fucking power. That's the problem. Are you think I didn't think about bringing the mini-fridge up yet? Yeah. Like, remember, my house has three full-size refrigerators and a mini-fridge. I'm honestly surprised that you haven't got another one yet. Ah, fuck you. But last week, uh, last week was Negroni Week, um, a thing that like bars across the world do to raise money for charities of their choice, and uh, that's really a thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. It's like more. It's like a charity thing, like a percentage of whatever drinks, whatever Negronis sold at whatever bars are is given to like a charity of choice. Um, I think like Campari. Uh, sponsors it and stuff and like it's kind of gained traction over the past couple years where it's become like a big bigger deal um but as we've talked about before on the podcast we're uh i'm a big fan of negronis so like you're not crazy for him no but i'm a big fan of this fucking shirt this guy's wearing the fuck is that it's a dipset shirt with their faces (laughs) on it yeah, so this beer is Evil Twin, The Art of Mixing a Beer, Negroni. It's a double IPA, clocking in at 8%. And, yeah, it's basically supposed to kind of taste like a Negroni, I guess. What's your taste now? You're the Negroni master. This is nowhere near as bitter enough for me to be a Negroni. Like, this not like is a just, hot bitter, but like an actual bitter liquor. Yeah, like this isn't... I mean, there's somewhat of, like, a, a citrus taste to it. Yeah. But, like, it's not... It almost has, like, a tart sourness to it, though. Yeah, and that kind of comes through, but, like, I don't know. Like, they're not... You're not getting... You're not getting all the flavors of a Negroni in this beer. Where's your favorite place to get a Negroni at? Oh, it's Ballyhoo. All right, thank you. The thing I love <laughs> about Ballyhoo, though, is, like, you could walk in there... And you can take one look at the, the beer board and be like, holy fuck, dude, there's seven beers here I want to drink. Or you can look and be like, nah, there's like one or two. I'm going to stick with the liquor and flow with that. Like, you don't know what you're going to get yourself into when you walk in the valley. Oh, you can walk in over the summer and they'll have like a keg of KBS on, which has happened to me before. Yeah. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll tap random shit. Like there's that. random, like, stout times you walk in, there's, like, four stouts. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, it's July. Yeah, but they'll do that to have fun. I mean, it's... Yeah. I don't complain about that at all. But you can also go there and get, like, a... That's can. what I'll drink a bunch of cream ales. Or I was going to say, you can get a can of cream ale for, like, what, four bucks or whatever it is? I think it's three bucks. two or three. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's cheap, cheap as shit. That they have Hayburner on, usually. They're not... They got, I think, Hayburner in cans now. No, is. they've had hay burner and cans for a while. They've yeah. had for a couple of years. Yeah. That. But it's the thing, too. Like, I think, like, the cans of hay burner are, like, three, four bucks. Like, they're not they're not. No, that's not, it's yeah. cheap. Or, like, you can get, like, a can of Tecate for, like, you know, three bucks. Yeah. yeah. Have it all dressed up. I think they do Westbrook, too. A 
a lot. Like they'll have. I feel like yeah, they have a lot of Westbrook. They'll have like cans of Westbrook usually, um, and that usually kind of rotates too. I think. Yeah. Speaking of uh, liquor beers, so last night I actually did try one of the Southern Tier alcoholic mix cans. Have you had any of them? No. So I got the the Bourbon Smash. Where did you find them? They got them at the liquor store. So Shannon's, um, her friend's husband had one. He goes, take a sip of this. And me, I went, oh, fuck. (laughs) I was like, holy shit. I wasn't ready for that. And it was like a double Jack and Coke kind of thing. Like it had that vibe to it. I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) I'm like, I'm one sip. it's, It's not my flavor profile anymore. But you could tell it had like that better flavoring to it. Like... I want to see what else they have because I know they have a few other ones. Do they have a mule one or no? I feel like they have a gin one. They have a vodka one. They might have a mule one. It would make sense to have a mule one, but I can't be for certain. I know they got like a gin one, like you said. Yeah. And we are both big fans of their liquors. We should have a fucking liquor episode from them. Well, we got some things working out. We're going to start going from just beer to other things like that. You know, like it's not, it doesn't have to just be about beer on this fucking podcast, man. It could be about fucking ice cream and fucking the stupid ass people that are fucking going in stores and licking ice cream. What the fuck is wrong with people, man? I don't know. Like, it just happens. Like, it's these people wanting, like, craving attention and trying to go viral with shit and, like, just walking around fucking stores thinking that they could fucking do random stupid shit. And then people are going to be like, oh, man, that's cool. You know, I'm going to do that, too. Like, it's a whole fucking Tide Pod thing, too, all over again. I just think it's Darwin Awards. Just fucking let them... But, like, who in their right mind is, like, walking through, like, it's like, you know what would be funny? If I opened up this ice cream container and I fucking licked it and put it back. Like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Why? Well, even today, like I mentioned to you earlier, like, at the local pool, <laughs> the, the same guy told me a story how they had to kick some kid out because he was, like, licking the feet and trying to suck on toes of the lifeguards. And the guy was, like, 15. What the fuck, man? Like, what? Yeah, what possesses you to want to go up to some random person at a public pool and just start licking their toes, man? Like, what is wrong with you? This beer wasn't exactly a Negroni. Wasn't was it a bad beer? Like, yeah, you could have just, just called it something else. That they call it, like even more spit up your shit or uh, spit on your shine or something. I don't know. They they do weird fucking things with their names. You could have done something like that and would have been. The same, I feel like. I feel like just cracking open the the six point sparkler. Well, yeah, we it, this this is the Fourth of July beer, you know. It's just such a six point beer, man. Like you just as soon as you pop it and smell it, like six point just is so distinct. Maybe it's just like the way everything comes out of the brew. The same thing with like Southern Tier. Like it's just that like distinctness from them. What do we say with Sparkler, though? It's coming in as a Brute IPA with Citra, Azaka, and Mosaic. Uh, 7% alcohol. Description says it is by tons of extra juicy candy-like hops. Yeah, it tastes fucking delicious. So where did you get this from? Probably VBM. 
Um, I know they have it at consumers and stuff too, though. So, so. is this like a one one and done kind of thing, or is this, this is like this is like Dabble and all the rest of those, like Binary and like it's kind of on the same vein of that. Um, I think this should be a keeper from them. Yeah, it's got a nice haze to it, and not just saying like, "Oh, it's juicy." Well, the uh, the box says it's a hazy IPA, so so like it's it's on that vein of a hazy IPA, but it's brewed like a brew. You get that tartness to it. Yeah. Best thing about having a Boston Terrier is he runs around and makes weird fucking noises for no reason. Barks like an old late like an old person dog. Acts like a big dog. Hey. Hey dog. Hey. Ah. He knows the call. This is Brew Crime, a craft beer and true crime podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Beck. And I'm Nina. And we're your hosts. We pair a true crime story with a craft beer. That Nina will probably hate. Yeah, probably. Whatever. You can find our show on all your favorite podcast apps. And if you can't find it, contact us and we'll try and change that. We can be found at brewcrime.com or on Twitter at brewcrime, on Facebook at brewcrime, or if you want to go to our group, it's group slash brewcrime on Facebook or on Instagram at Pacific Beer Chat. Join us as we discuss the horror horrible crimes that surround us and try not to giggle. So Brian here with uh, John over at Buffalo Brewing Company. Um, They have their first official can release today for their 1932 Oak Cream IPA. It is a New England style IPA brewed with all Galaxy Hops. Correct. Um, And all British uh, Simpsons Finest Golden Promise. Flaked oats, lactose, a little caramel malt. It's a tasty little treat. It's got some body to it, for sure. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, looks beautiful. Um, hazy as shit. You know, the kids will it love is. it. It is. <laughs> uh, haze bros. You know, it's uh, drinking just a bit green, like how these IPAs generally do right, right away, because, I mean... You get them, you get them in the tank, and get them out of the tank as fast as you can, kind of, and just you know get them into the can. Yep. So slam them in, slam them out. There's no, uh, <laughs> you know, my check pilsner will sit in the tank for a fortnight, and this beer stays in the tank for about a second. Yeah, so. it's just like it's it's what the kids like, so that's what we end up uh, we end up getting. And it's what uh, the kids like, yeah. The haze, the haze bros. <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying it, but. It just means that John's finally got his can line running, and we're going to be seeing some more uh, more action out of that, hopefully, with uh, stuff like the check bills are open. Yeah, so uh, actually we just uh, we're wrapping up the next four cans that we're going to be doing, so that will be the 1890 Loganberry next. Then uh, a different hop variant of our 1929 non-lactose New England IPA, which is going to be El Dorado and Yukonot. So pretty excited to start playing with some hops uh, that we don't play with on the regular basis. I mean, we can use Citra, Mosaic, Galaxy, all those, but to play with stuff that's from America that's that we don't play with regularly is pretty cool. Um, and then after that, Brian alluded to the Czech Pills and the Vienna Lager will be up next. So we'll do... Uh, a massive full tank run of Vienna Lager, followed by a massive full tank run of Czech Pills. 
Well, I mean, I'm just hoping the check pills hits it just for my own my own benefit because I'll I'll probably have I'll have easily have a a six pack or two of them sitting in my fridge. Yes, know? exactly, and that's one thing that um, you know. Vienna and pills, why they're why they're coming up last is because those are going in twelve ounce cans. They're not going in sixteen ounce cans, so it's going to be a totally different uh, experience. Um, you know, it's, other it's, breweries are putting pilsners in sixteen ounce cans. I don't know if I agree with it personally, but um, I like the twelve ounce package for those beers. I mean, it's good to see that people aren't forgetting the twelve ounce cans. I know Forty Two North just started putting. Uh, their session IPA the day trekker into uh, 12 ounce cans yep and um, CBW does that IPA which is their session IPA and the whale in 12 ounce as well yep so I mean for me honestly like it kind of makes it uh, it makes it more accessible to get those beers maybe you know you know, maybe people kind of stray away from them because of the fact that they're in 12 ounces. But, dude, sometimes you don't want to bust out a 16-ounce can. Well, I mean, it's a legacy thing, too. I mean, yeah. I think about drinking my first Genesee. Well, that's a bad example because that was a Jenny Pounder bottle. So I shouldn't <laughs> really use that as an example. It wasn't, it wasn't a pony bottle? No. But, I mean, all the beer I had mass-produced was always usually a 12-ounce can. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I just think the 12-ounce six-pack is a better serving for those beers. I've said it multiple times over and over. It's having the, the control of our own destiny, owning our own own canning line, owning the product, being able to do whatever we want, have the flexibility. Now we're just waiting on New York State to get together with the labeling side to get the labels approved. But once we have the labels, we can run. You know, I'm hoping that 1910 pills in Vienna and a couple of one-offs become regular staples at your Bill's tailgate. Um, But I said it a million times, canning makes you relevant. If you're not a packaging brewery, you're not really relevant in the game. And I know most people will agree with me on that. So it feels good to take this step. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for you, especially with your uh, anniversary coming up too at the end of the month, right? Yeah, we might actually wind up uh, pushing that. Yeah, just just so we can get sneak in that double can release of the uh, Loganberry Eldorado, uh, the 1890 Loganberry, and the 1906 New England IPA which would be the Eldorado and you cannot. So that was, we might push it. We're waiting to hear from New York state on the, on the labels for that. But. Well, yeah, that's uh, definitely something to look forward to because I know last year uh, you did a lot of giveaways in that too, for the, for the anniversary yep. party. Yeah, so we'll probably do I'm, the same. I'm sure this you're going to have give away some cans. Yeah. I'm sure. You're going to have something, you have something up your sleeve for it. Yeah. Plus, uh, you know, that's perfect summertime party party time you know absolutely so and now you can bring our beer uh anywhere which is cool and, and you got to remember for the first four or five releases we're not going to be sending this beer anywhere in western new york it's only going to be here um we need to have complete control over this because like i said we own our own line we're not bringing a van in we're not bringing anybody else in it's we're doing the canning so we want to make sure that that the products that you guys get are good and uh that are up to our quality standards so um you know we're gonna hold back hopefully by the end of the summer we'll be we'll be rolling out into distro we'll see our bottle shops roar brewworks uh brewed and bottled vbm those places start to get some beer and then you know once we've really proved our concept plus the ladies that are running the line you know they want to have a little more confidence in 
you know, bang in a few more cans. Yesterday we only did about 800 cans. So, I mean, you know, they say it's still a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. But I mean, um, it was nice because Revolution Mobile Canning actually stopped by yesterday when we were running and kind of helped us out. And, uh, you know, the cool thing was, is that Dan goes, you know, Wild Goose, when they sold this line, it's, you know, once you hit your 300,000th can, you'll be, you'll really figure it out. And I said, Dan, you know, that 300,000 on a, on a manual seamer is a lot, it's a lot of cans. Like, I was tired after, after 800. So like, uh, I think we'll do some, some cool things. You know, we've got some cool things in store, like hiding, uh, giveaway coupons underneath the four pack holders. So if you open up your can, you pay a four pack off, you might see a coupon in there for another free four pack. There's going to be a lot of nice incentives. And then the last thing we need to talk about, which I've gotten a lot of, um, response on Facebook is the pricing because, um, I think our pricing is extremely competitive and fair, and I think uh, I think the public has responded and seen that. Hey, wow, a, brewer, a craft brewery is making a high quality product and offering it to us at a fair price, and that's been our goal from day one. Which is why we didn't go with a can ban for two reasons: one, our size of our tanks, but two, you know, we want to be able to, you know, twenty dollars four packs are insane for an IPA. Sorry, I mean, I'll never. I mean, unless it's a a, a triple IPA, you know, like I think I paid. I think when I was at other half last time, I think I got triple citra daydream, and I think it was like twenty two bucks a four pack, and but it was also ten point five percent ABV, and <laughs> yeah, I mean they they kind of control their own market prices in that sense too, like a brewery like that. So it's like they can if they wanted to, they can still probably they could charge like twenty five dollars, and they're gonna they have those, to. and you're gonna have those people going out and still buying it. Yeah, it's just it's you know, but keeping keeping the beer reasonable is what what should what is what the goal should be correct you and know owning I mean, the line helps that tremendously because we're not paying a yeah. per can preventing fee. preventing people from being able to experience the beer what the hell's the point of that then you know but yeah exactly that's, i mean you know from my perspective the goal is to to make this beer sell it as quickly as possible and keep making it so that not only are you guys getting that the freshest beer be you being the consumer but that we're turning our tanks faster, the beer's going out in the market, it's it's being consumed right away. I mean, freshness is the is the big thing for me, and, and kind of one of the things we learned when we were a draft-only brewery was, you know, draft tends to sit. You can make the greatest oat cream IPA in the world, but if it sits for four or five months, it doesn't do anybody any good. We only have two and a half kegs of this for draft, so I'm anticipating in a week or two we will see it all be gone, and, and you'll have to just move on, so... What'll be nice too is that last that last keg. If it does end up sitting for a, like a week or two, it'll end up settling pretty well. I think it'll probably be drinking perfect. I know um, I'm going to be taking some cans home. Probably grab like at least maybe maybe two four packs and one's got one I'm going to sit for probably a month just to kind of yeah. see what happens with it. Because see how the seam quality. I mean, there's we're doing a lot of trialing too right now. Yeah, and that's um, and that's a, that's a, that's a huge thing too because this way um, with you doing it by yourself, it's it's going to be a thing where it's like, you know, are all these sealed properly? Are they, you know, how are they going to last after a week? How are they going to last after two weeks? How are they going to last after three weeks? Because like uh, like a crawler, I mean, you start seeing a little bit of that uh, oxidation. Yeah, so. The nice thing, I mean, there's there's pros and cons to every system you do, whether it's our fully manual brew house where if I forget to do one thing, we ruin a batch or 
with our line being fully automatic, the operators are physically checking. Every single can has been touched two or three times by a human hand. So you're getting that physical visual, oh, this can's leaking, let's set it aside. Oh, this can's leaking, let's set it aside. And so we're really doing a really good job of quality, not only weight, but visually inspecting our seams. And the nice thing is too, we're gonna start doing $3 shit seam cans on the day we're running our line. <laughs> so you can come in and try the beer that's not even gonna be for sale. Um, so it's kind of cool too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a new horizon, a new chapter for Buffalo Brewing Company. Something we've wanted to do almost instantaneously when we opened our doors. We knew we needed package, but obviously we had a lot of other things to cross off our list. Now that we've come across this, you know, we've got to turn our, our direction to a few other things that uh, a lot of people know about, you know, that have seen in the news about our Schreiber Brewery expansion. There's some things we need to work on now, but um, we've moved forward and taken a great step and I'm excited and I hope you guys are too. Oh, you know, uh, we've been supporters since since uh, early on, so Correct. we're gonna we're gonna be here. Uh, I'm sure you'll be here for the check pills release for sure. I'll be here even before that just to drink it anyhow. Yeah, I'll probably end up having one before I leave here today. <laughs> uh, the new pills is phenomenal. It's my favorite beer on tap, actually. So, but yeah, it's uh, if um, you hear this before they're all gone, make sure you come out here and grab some cans of the. Uh, 1932 Oat Cream IPA. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we, while we were having this conversation, I think three packs just went out the door. What, uh, what's this come in at, anyhow? Uh, the ABV? Yeah. So it's 7% ABV and 40 IBU. There you go. It's perfect. Perfect uh, ABV for the style of beer. And like I said, this is pouring beautifully in a glass. So definitely want to get it for your, uh, for your Instagram pics. You know, <laughs> the label doesn't look bad either, too. That's a good one to take. And we do have some labels for sale, too. So if you want to buy some leftover uh, uh, can labels, you know, they're pretty cool to put on your beer fridge. Yeah. So. You know, people collect that shit. So cool. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. No problem, John. Hi, everyone. This is Cutter. Tony. Ross, Joel, and Clint from Three Beers In, a proud member of the Hopped Up Network. Each episode, we review a local Austin craft beer and talk about Club and Bananas, references I don't get, and Academy Award winner Matthew McConaughey. So tune in, crack open a beer, and hang out with us. Find us on hoppedupnetwork.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, or on threebeersinpodcast.com. This, this is, is the, the podcast. podcast. <laughs> Eric decided to take a look at his fridge because he was craving a stout for some reason. It's humid as fuck. It's like, you know, 80-something degrees out. And he's just like, all right, I want to drink a stout. So uh, he ended up pulling out the uh, Resurgence Buffalo Brew Geek series Genius Cocos, the Imperial Coconut Stout that was brewed by uh, the Buffalo beer scene and resurgence. Um, you can go back in our archives and listen to uh, the episode we did at this release, too, um, with all the guys involved and hear, hear about the process and everything else. Um, one thing about resurgence is they are officially releasing... They are already in stores. I saw them today at the co-op. Um, mixed 12-packs. Oh, so what? They have they're gonna have a seasonal right now. Technically, the seasonal is the blood orange um, 
the was the blood orange saison that they yeah. make. Um, then they also have the Bridge Pilsner, the IPA, and the Low Bridge. No, the Golden Ale one. No, they do. They do their own one. That's a that's called Bridge Pilsner. Oh, is that? I'm thinking of um, Big Ditch. Yeah. When Resurgence opened, and the beers that were available, it was like the the Resurgence IPA and the Blood Orange Saison. I feel like those beers don't even. They still don't speak volumes to how good that brewery has become. And they don't do justice for what that they release then and now. But those are the ones that were the most accessible. You could go in Tops, Wegmans, Walmart, maybe not Walmart, and go and get these beers. And they they never stood up, I feel like, to the stuff that they did at the actual brewery itself. Like, yeah, it was more of the early phases, but the shit that they do now, man, it's just awesome. And I thought, like, I used to think, like, almost like we were, if you had to, like, pit the breweries against each other or, like, what brewery was better like you get better stuff from big ditch that was actually out in the open and then like what resurgence had was not as good but you go to the brewery and resurgence had better shit there and you go to big ditch and it's kind of like it's nothing that you could big ditch was more of like a restaurant than a brewery yeah. kind of yeah and i mean it was nothing that was ever bad it's no. not like being like a critical thing of it it was just like you want more. So so in the in the twelve packs currently it's the Blood Orange Saison as a seasonal, the Resurgence IPA, Cosmic Truth Session IPA, and the Bridge Pilsner. So it's not a it's, it's a barbecue a, party pack. Oh man. yeah, 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 totally. The new space is open too. Um, on Chicago Street. They got the first brews that they've done there. They have a Chicago Street IPA, which I haven't had yet. Um, that might change tomorrow, <laughs> actually. This place looks cool as shit, but they I just did, worry about like parking there. They did a strawberry IPA that, that they've done before, but there's also another... They did like a flavored Pilsner, I feel, too. I've drove by it a couple times since it's been open, but I've had the kids with me. It's been, like, coming back from, like, fishing or somewhere out that way. Oh, no. Like, honestly, like, it's a it's a cool space. And, I mean, they got the rock climbing gym that's part of the building as well. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's definitely going to be a fun place to go to and experience now. Well, it's even just, like, that area in general is getting more stuff there. I mean... I drove past last Friday and Riverfest Park was just fucking going wild, like yeah. usual. Yeah, your parents love that place too, Riverfest. Yeah, you get Eddie Muddy covers and fucking <laughs> shit like that, yeah. Oh, so it's like two minutes from the casino? Yeah. <laughs> the new resurgence is definitely someplace that, if you haven't checked it out yet, get the fuck out there and... Just experience that. Um, they're really kind of amping up what they're brewing out there. I know last week or the week before, they were doing their first kettle sour there. So, like the, like the kettle sour? Well, they're just they're doing their first attempt at a kettle sour there. So I don't know what flavor it's going to be or anything else, but doing a doing a big batch of a kettle sour. What did we drink a lot last year? Was it boysenberry or something? The black currant. Black currant. Yeah. 
which they did uh, release one that's on tap currently there right now. Um, it's a little different from Niagara Street. The other one. I think this one was still brewed in Niagara Street. It's a little updated, but it's still that same same kettle sour that we've grown to love that they're really doing some fun things. And the end of the month that on the 28th, they're doing their kegs and eggs at Niagara street. Um, I believe. And that's gonna, it's a Hawaiian themed one. They haven't released what beers that they're doing for it, but I have a feeling that I'll be there. I'm probably gonna, probably gonna take the dog too. I think this time around. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got him that Hawaiian shirt. You know? But you can't take the dogs in the brewery. No, but it's end of July. It's going to be nice enough. I mean, if it's raining, I'm not going to take the dog. Yeah. But, like, if it's nice out and shit, fuck yeah, dude. Might as well. Like, I got to start taking Brody out, winning him, getting his brewery on, you know? Well, I was going to... I had Gordy in the car with me last year one day when I picked up uh, some crawlers. It wasn't a hot day, so don't fucking think I'm some asshole. He's my dog in the car. In the heat. <laughs> but it was... um. I'm like, hey, can I bring? Can you bring dogs in there? They're like, no, you can keep them out there. I'm like, like, there's people that have dogs out in the fucking patio constantly. But, and that's the one thing too. It's like if I'm gonna go to a place by myself, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can kind of bring them. But then I'm like, what am I gonna do? Tie the, watch my dog or tie him up yeah, real quick. Tie the dog up and then hope someone doesn't steal my dog. I like, <laughs> you know, we, like, I mean, that's my thought process too. But what's does someone really want to fucking steal a dog? Dude, I people mean, do it all the time. I don't. Like, why? Why? Why do people want to steal dogs? I mean, we used to look at your dog. Like, he's been previously enjoyed. Like, he's had some miles on him. <laughs> he's not like... <gasps> I mean, he's 10. He's, yeah, he's over 10. He'll be 11 this year, man. Like... And I'm not, I'm not making fun of him, but it's just really, like, you know, he looks like he's not yeah, a fleet like of foot dog anymore. Who wants to steal an 11-year-old dog? But, like, people do that Remember shit. Remember Griffin that fucking someone took his dog off his porch? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like... Like, people do that. Like, why? Like, I don't know. Like, but that's why it's like I had that fear. I'm like, well, I'm not going to take the dog because unless I'm, like, going with, like, a group of people or something, be like, hey, either you're going to go in or if it's my turn to go grab a round, I'll go grab the round, watch the dog, whatever else. You know? You know what? Like, the the worst fear that I have with something like that is, like, when I go to pick up Lloyd. And I'll, I'll go there and... To the Williamsville one, so I can just park in back. Usually, I can just pull right in one of those fucking couple spots there that's just for, like, pickups, basically. Yeah. And the dog likes to go in the car. If he sees me grab my keys, like, he wants to go for a ride. He'll sit in the fucking car and not move. Like, he'll sit on the driver's seat just sitting there like he's going for a ride and not move. Yeah. I The windows are down, whatever. He, I know he's not leaving. But all I, th- all I think of with this is, like... One fucking hipster is gonna be like, "Hey man, you left your dog in the car." And just, I don't wanna be, and I might my wires will cross, and I'll be like, "Shut the fuck up!" And like all of a sudden, I'm gonna like punch somebody in the fucking face at Lloyd. It's because like I'm having a goddamn meltdown because someone like your dog's in the car. Do you know what that does to him? Yeah, I will let the fucking kids too, asshole. If I fucking add him with me. I mean, all right. If it's ninety degrees out. And you're going to leave the dog in the car and stuff like that. If it was today, the dog ain't going near the fucking car because I don't want to leave the house. Yeah. Like, but, like, if it's, like, you know, wintertime, springtime, fall. We don't live in fucking Florida, man. Yeah, like, 
nothing's gonna happen. Like, it's not getting warm enough for anything to happen. So, yeah, like summertime, yeah, I understand that. But if you leave your animal at Walmart while you're going in there with a fucking windows roll up, yeah, you're an asshole. If you fucking leave your dog with the windows cracked at 7 Eleven for the fucking three minutes you're going to be in there, no. Like, don't be a dickhead. Yeah. I'd be fine in the car for fucking three minutes. I'd leave it running if I wasn't worried about some asshole stealing my fucking car. So all you scumbags that steal cars out there, you're the reason for the animals. That's the thing that happens too, man. Like, man, got people fucking stealing dogs, licking fucking ice cream, fucking stealing cars. Licking fucking lifeguard feet. I told you, remember the story about the kid I went to high school with when he left his car? Well, he left his keys in the ignition in his car because that's what he did because he was like sheltered and lived in Lancaster growing up. Well, he went to the Galleria and someone took his fucking car and they found it two weeks later and some guy was living in like Riverside with a fucking bunch of cats. <laughs> Whatever, man. I mean, hey, if you're going to leave your fucking keys in a fucking... I mean, yeah, we, we grew up in Chictawaga, dude. There's a difference. We know you're fucking stupid for that. So the spear is two, three months old now. I think April was released. Yeah, so we're around there. So, yeah, we're we're about three months in on the spear, and it's, it's still really sweet. Yeah, it's about the same as where it was three months ago. Like, I don't know if there's much of a difference. It's almost it. like I'd like the sweetness to die with it, but I worry it would just kill the beer's character. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like if the sweetness falls off, then, like, the you body... Might get, like, you might get that booziness to it, yeah. where it's not, like, a good booze. Without the sweetness, then there is no body to it, really. Yeah. Because like, then it's just like, okay, this is just beer. And then you're just going to be just drinking it just to drink it. Or drinking it just to get drunk. I think I got, like, uh, two of these and two of the other one... Left still? Yeah, it's sitting in the basement. They've been messing around with the base, uh, the base beer of this with other flavors um, at things like the kegs and eggs. So, like, when you go to these, like, the one thing that, like, I've enjoyed with Resurgence over the past couple of, you know, past year or so is they've been really fine-tuning their base recipes that it's gotten to the point where, you know, we can brew this beer and then just adjunct it however we want to and then kind of go from there. And, you know, if a flavor happens to take off, guess what? We'll probably can it, you know? So they'll, they'll, keep, they'll keep playing around and, like, they're, they're kettle sours. That's the one thing. Like, they found a nice base and just finding the... Finding the right uh, right flavors, the the Tommy Bahama one that they did, um, like about a month ago, two months ago, or whatever it was. Tommy Bahama screams just pineapple and sand at me, <laughs> dude. But that's what I mean. Like it was honestly like, I wish that I had that right now because I'd like probably had the fucking like Tommy Bahama almost just sells shirts with no buttons on, just for fat guys to wear. Hey. <laughs> I'm on fucking board with that. I know you would be. You'd be like, dude, fucking sign me up. Why is this button up not having any buttons? Because it's just letting my gut flow. <laughs> that could be a company thing right there. You could start that. Pet and petting, motherfuckers. Don't take it. 
as long as as long as it's covering up the nipples and you're all right, right? I worked for Home Depot after last week when I was building that fucking fence. <laughs> There's a guy in there just like fucking 15 months pregnant and he didn't give a shit. He barely had the shirt on. That was me yesterday, man. Yeah, but you were at a barbecue party. There's just something about walking around with your shirt open and just kind of not giving a fuck, man. See, I, I don't know that level. I'm just more like... You don't do button downs. You're just like sleeveless or like like the the random tank top sometimes. I love tank tops. Yeah. Never wore a wife, Peter. But, uh... Nah, like button downs are a fat guy thing, though, too. Can we talk about the shirt that I'm wearing right now? I don't, so, I don't even know what you're wearing. I'm wearing a fucking well, Florida Gator shirt. You know, okay. you know, I've had a random, I, I have a random Gator shirt usually like in my arsenal. You do, like it is kind of weird. I don't know, I don't know why it's always been, but like, yeah, you always had fun. I think it's just like I like the way that blue and orange blend together. I like, can see that. Um. So when I was in Florida, and I had the shirt on at the one beach, I was like, "Hey, man, go Gators, man!" I'm like, "Yeah, dude. I don't. Th- I think." I- I think he actually fucking froze me, right? Like, I didn't have anything to say. I think I tried to say something, nothing came out. Which you know is really did you, fucking Did you hard. forget that you were wearing the shirt, or did you know you were wearing the shirt? I think I knew I was wearing a shirt, but I went to Florida, and I didn't bring any tank tops. So I went to, like, the Bells down there, which is spelled Beals, like Jessica Beals style. I think there's an extra L in it, weird, whatever. That are like, basically it's like fucking Marshalls or, like, TJ Maxx. Okay. So I went to some store like that. I seen these things. I'm like, fucking dry fit. Perfect. I'm wearing them. This guy fucking like, want to talk about Gator football or something like that. Obviously, you know, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> Wait, so did he like come up to you? Uh, they had a lot of like Jesus tattoos and Jesus hats. There was more Jesus hats. But it was like the one guy didn't have a leg. He was like an amputee at the beach and just like hanging out over this like boardwalk kind of thing. Like not a real one, but just kind of like to walk down to the beach. Like, hey, man, go Gators. I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm like, is spring ball starting or something? Like, I don't fucking know. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure I just made a noise. And I, I kept going. Well, today, right before you came over, I stopped at 7-Eleven to get the kids Slurpees. It goes, hey, man, go Gators, man. I'm like, he's like, you, you're from Florida? I'm like, nah, man, I just bought the shirt when I'm down here. Like, like just like the fucking shirt. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> was the guy that said that from Florida? I don't know, but he had a twang in his voice, and it was like, I mean, he worked at 7-Eleven. He could have drove a truck. Or oh, he was there. actually working he, there? I don't know, he, was, he was doing work. I don't know what the work was being done, <laughs> but I mean, like... <laughs> I don't know, man. Florida's its own fucking beast, man. I, it's, it is its own fucking thing, but I, I, I just don't know, man. Like, do I do I scream like Florida football at people? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, I I know I scream white trash. I was gonna say, were you wearing the headband? I know I had a Sabres hat on. Okay. I mean, yeah, you are growing the hair out a little bit, so like it's start like it's at that length. It's it's at a really trashy level. Yeah, like. 
So it's like I can I can kind of see people kind of looking at you a little bit and being like, all right, I don't know. I'm gonna like, hey, he kind of looks like Joe Dirt. <laughs> he I'm must gonna, love college football. I'm gonna, hey, I'm, buddy, want to talk about the SEC? <laughs> like, yeah, they're they're picking they're picking it and they're like looking at you and be like, I'm gonna go for it. You know, they could look at me and they'll be like, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna. He's probably in a like barbecue, probably Memphis style fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why the fuck would I be in the Memphis? Oh, that's what I went with. <laughs> Obviously, it's Casey. Casey masterpiece. No. <laughs> Do they still make that? Like the sauce? I don't know if I've seen the sauce in years. I feel like they have to, right? Because it was such a big thing. To craft buy them out or something? I thought it was already owned by Kraft when it was like getting distributed. No, we could we could look this. This is a real good like, question. When was the last time you seen Casey Masterpiece sauce? I don't I know. Like like, I haven't seen it in ten years, dude. The last time I bought any kind of barbecue sauce, usually if I buy barbecue sauce, it's Sweet Baby Ray's. Really? Yeah. That's white trash barbecue sauce, right? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like, but usually, dude, usually I'm making my own. They can just like, put Kid Rock on the fucking bottle of that. <laughs> like, hey, America. I don't know, man. Barbecue. It's, it's racism. It's a it's a basic enough barbecue sauce that you can use that like if you if you need some kind of barbecue sauce. I think Sweet Baby Ray's is just the all these sauce that is made for simple minds. They want a barbecue flavor. I think it sucks. But ass. that's a, but you can you can you can work on it, you know? You can add more flavor to it if you want. It's a nice Just bite fucking ketchup then. No, fuck ketchup. You my know, ketchup would make it. You know, you know my, you know my war against ketchup. Yeah, but I've, uh, but your whole point was you can add to it. It's like, or you can just fucking buy ketchup and go from there and make a better one. Well, that's what I say. I could just make my own fucking barbecue sauce, which is what I usually do with what tomato paste or something. Yeah. But I've been doing more Carolina style with like mustard and shit too, though. Let's fucking go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because honestly, like. You know, ketchup. Carolina barbecue sauce should be the the fucking chicken nugget dipping sauce. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Fucking people, people are afraid of mustard though. Like people are so into ketchup and ketchup based product that like, you know, we've been ingrained as a society to, you know, enjoy that shit. Uh, you know what though? Like I, I'm not a big tomato sauce guy to begin with. Like yeah, I like ketchup with fries and shit like that. But I can eat them without. I gladly. But like when, but when you're growing up, like it's like, oh hey, we need to add some kind of flavor to this. Oh, just throw some ketchup on it. And you know like my dad kids, won't eat ketchup. Like and, he got pissed kids. off at me one time for putting, taking like two hot dogs. He's like, he's like, what are you on? I'm like, ketchup. He's like, fuck. I'm like, what do you mean, fuck? Like, I don't know. I don't think I said back to him, but like he didn't want my food because I put ketchup on a hot dog because it was like, I'm like, I've seen you eat ketchup a million times on things, but it wasn't like distributed in the food that he approves ketchup on mm-hmm. so he's angry about it I'm like whatever man just fucking just eat it is it gonna ruin the fucking hot dog no it's not gonna eat it yeah like or I haven't it. I haven't had ketchup in over a year man really well I, like so it's like if I'm at like a place that like gets put on that already and like I haven't requested it to off like Burger King or something like that yeah like it's probably like I'll I'll have it then because like I, I'm not gonna be that guy that's like oh I, I don't want it you know like but if I make burgers at home I'm putting barbecue sauce on it like but that's what I mean like I haven't I haven't taken a bottle of ketchup or like at a restaurant or anything else and, and squirted it on something yeah 
I prefer like Memphis style or Carolina style. Like that's what I'd rather have. I'm a mustard dude through and through, man. Just what it is. Um, give me that. Give me that fucking vinegary, hot, spicy fucking mustard. You know. I mean, you know that shit doesn't fly in my household, but I'd fucking rather eat mustard over ketchup any day. Yeah. But that's what it's I mean. more of an adult flavor. But but that's what I mean. Like when you have kids and stuff. Like when you're like a kid, like growing up, like it's just what it is. Like it's like I don't know. Like your taste buds are probably at that point where like ketchup's such a basic flavor that it's like okay, this gives something more, and there's a sweetness to it where like it gives you like a dipping option. Yeah. But you know what? Also, too, I've scaled back on like enjoying things that are hot or spicy at this point too. Like I, I rather just I'm more for flavor than I am spice because I, I at this point I don't want to mask flavor for spice, well, and yeah. I don't want the fucking the shits of fucking death at this point either. Oh yeah, I mean like it's like you're not going like atomic wings like fucking well, what, what man the, versus food stuff. When the girl works there, goes, "Hey guys, does anyone want these chips?" And they're like habanero like like habanero ways, and there's fucking like you know some chip is on fire. I'm like, no. I'm like, put them down because if it goes in hot, it's coming out hot. <laughs> was my, like, I'm not. And someone goes, did you say you don't try to want to burn your butt or something? I'm like, I'm like, common sense is gonna tell you if you're fucking putting a habanero on shit, it's gonna burn. It's an evil fucking pepper, man. Like I have habanero fucking beef jerky or mango beef jerky like it there is the flavor balance but when you work with a spice like that or a pepper like that you have to fucking overload your your non-hot spice to like get it to to work oh i'm still that guy though with when it comes to like eating like ramen or like chinese food or anything like that though it's like it's spicy as fuck though even though you're gonna be like this is gonna hurt me yeah like I don't know like it's just something about it where I'm just like yeah no this is what I want out of this like I hate that feeling to go like gonna bleed out my ass on this one yeah (laughs) fucking let's go for it (laughs) no fucking way yeah especially when you get start getting older man it's not fun like Beryl and Brian does uh, a fire and ice pickle that throws a habanero in the in the thing I'll fuck with them all day but I'm also like that guy that'll like take like fucking two tablespoons of horseradish and throw it on my beef on whack like literally it's like oh I'm just gonna put a li- like a like an inch layer of yeah but you have allergies too you just wanna clean yourself out of breathing and <laughs> feel like what it's like to be normal <laughs> for like two minutes and then go back to like not being able to breathe <laughs> uh, I feel like every time I eat horseradish, I get that uh, reaction like, this is good. Then that was too much to, all right, back to normal. <laughs> That's why I love, dude. I love fucking horseradish. I can fuck with that every day. No, I can't. So. It's a limited fucking, like, thing. If I had to take one condiment for the rest of my life, it's, hot. it's probably like Frank's. I would take Frank's probably over anything. See, it's too buttery for me sometimes. Regular? Yeah. Regular Frank's? Yeah. I think there's too much flavor in there. It's the perfect... I like Cholula, don't get me wrong. 
Like, for me, I'd probably do, like, Sriracha or something like that. Oh, yeah, you do love Sriracha. Yeah, because it's, like, I, I, it's I, like a nice balance of, like, garlic and spice, you know? Yeah, but I can give two fucks about garlic. I can fucking put that in the cooking. <laughs> uh, like, Chipotle. But, but, this way, but this way, it's like I can add that. I don't have to bother with adding fucking garlic, you know? If I had to give, give it one... Excuse me. Uh, one condiment the rest of my life it'd be Frank's without a doubt I can respect that so we um we're cracking open a 42 North Day Trekker it is a session IPA coming in at 4.9% uh they sell them in 12 ounce cans six packs there's a little uh, thing on the label, a little uh, meter on the label that says bright, crushable, or piney, and this is coming in at the crushable. So, uh, I didn't send you the glass when I was in uh, Lake George. I don't think I bought it. No, I did buy it, but it said crushable on it. <laughs> uh, um, probably text you that. This has uh, Cascade, Cashmere, and Aurora hops. They just came out with this maybe about a month or two ago. Like, it's, it's, it's been out, like, they're really pushing it this summer as um, their go-to session IPA to kind of drink when you're, like, out in the sun and just trying to enjoy life and do your, do your thing. But... 42 North is another one of those breweries that has really kind of stepped it up over the past, like, year or two and has been trying to fine-tune everything that they've been doing. Um, I know at the beginning of the year we kind of talked about them a little bit. Yeah, they've, they've been expanding and they have a nice hold on what's going on in the South Towns, you know? Like an everyday IPA, like... This isn't bad. It's got it's got some flavor to it. It's not the most flavorful session that I've had, but if I'm out like playing disc golf or if you're out like on a hike or you're kind of just, you know, maybe sitting on the beach or something like that and you want that IPA, but you don't want something too heavy because that's the one thing with like hazy IPAs and New England IPAs. They're all pretty great, but it's tough to drink them when it's like fucking 90 degrees out. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, this beer, honestly, like it's something that you can. It's smooth, man. It's not, especially now. I mean, we've tempted out to the point where like it feels like you're drinking it during the day. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't at like you know forty degrees. This is probably at more like like fifty, sixty degrees out. Yeah. You know. I mean, right now, I mean, it's still probably fucking low eighties, if not high seventies outside. Yeah. Like. But. Yeah. No. This is this isn't a bad beer, like a beach beer kind of thing. If you're looking for that hop taste. Is it the best session IPA that I've had? No. No, probably not. But it gives you more of a craft beer taste for it. Yeah. Um, 
we're that's the one thing too like thinking about it though like buffalo has some pretty good session ipas though if you think about it um i mean the cosmic truth yep is pretty decent uh that ipa from community beer works yep like i'll fuck with that all day yeah um swipe light is making i mean i, don't know yeah, if I it's guess an ipa or just I, I don't know if I consider it's, that a uh, an I, a session. I don't know what, it's, it's a hop beer. It's, yeah, it's a hoppy session beer. I don't know if you want to call it session or just like call it like. But like going with these three, I mean, I'm trying to think of uh, like. They all um, fall. They all fall on the lines of like the founders all day IPA, but on a, on a more hoppiness and less maltiness scale. Big Ditch released the uh, Day Burner in the Ballpark Brew series, and that's their like session version of a burner. Which you got to think that at some point that's going to come to a bigger. I, I'm surprised that they haven't. Uh, Started. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if they start making that into six packs and stuff, too, with with the popularity of Hayburner. Um, I love the fact that, like, anybody you talk to, though, like, I feel like you have a Hayburner story. Like, you've drank a couple of Hayburners and, like, got really squirrely and, like, decided, like... You're gonna punch somebody or drink a bunch of hate burners, <laughs> and like that—that's the point when your night unravels. <laughs> like, well, when you get it, I drink a couple. I drank two or three before hockey, and now I'm just labeled as like the guy that like shows up to hockey and like kind of get fucked up after drinking. So like, you drink a couple of them and then go and skate. Like, yeah, you're fucked up, man. Like, you fucked with your blood sugar. Like, your breathing's all messed up. Hey, that's it's. That's a 7% fucking IPA, man. It's not like just like, oh, yeah, two beers and you're fucked up. It's like, no, man, like, two beers of that and, like, you're in one. Yeah. But, no, Buffalo, Buffalo's doing pretty good with their sessions, actually. For, for the ones that are readily available. Because you can get every single one of these, I mean, in, in store, in a six-pack, though, pretty much. Yeah. So... That's, that's and so at this point of summer, I know summer is like new technically, but you know, from that standpoint, like what's been your go-to beer for the summer? Oh, it's still jammer. Still jammer? Yeah. This year for I mean, I'll stay with the, the skinny cans. It's been swipe light. I I, I don't want to say I can't get enough of it, but I feel like it fills the perfect void mm-hmm. for the heat and drinkability. Where like jammers got like is awesome, but at the same time, like sometimes you just gotta break away from the tartness. Yeah, see for me I'll just fuck with it all day. Yeah, well I don't get I don't get heartburn as bad as you do. I that's why I've been drinking a lot of pH water. <laughs> the pH water's been regulating me, and ever since I've been like doing that, like my heartburn pill intake's actually been way the fuck down. No, the the swipe light, I mean as as a podcast whole, I think we're on uh that the the pack that I bought for yesterday was number ten. So ten packs of it. Yeah, we've 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 purchased as a podcast ten pack ten jammer packs in Western New York. So you said swipe white. That's not no no with the uh, jammer. Okay. Yeah. 
So we're yeah we're uh, we're not fucking around when it comes to drinking them jammers out this way. I think I bought two of them so far, and probably like yeah no I'm at I'm at I'm probably like, like eight or nine deep on swipe whites. I'm at I'm at like easily five jammer packs I think myself. Yeah, but I drink for two. Like I remember any yeah. beers, two beers in is <laughs> you know I can't come in with a six pack because of a six pack I'm going back to the store in fucking thirty minutes. Well, that's how I came in. Well, I'll I, whenever I bring some beers over, I always leave some presents for Shannon. Yeah, man, you know what I'm gonna miss this week? Fucking Sugar Ray. Where? At our park. They're our park playing now? They're playing our park with fucking Better Than Ezra. Well, Better Than Ezra has been an our park band for like 20 years. The fact that like... Yeah, I, I saw I, Better Than Ezra at fucking Square, dude. Is it one of those things that you don't want to admit that Mark McGrath's like fucking 50? Dude, you know Sugar Ray's always been my band. I know, but is it, I'm seriously like, think about that. Like, you don't want to admit that Mark McGrath's like 50 because you think he's eternally 42 years old, and then you realize that he's been 42 for 20 years. I mean, why would I not want to admit that he's that that old? And we're just getting older too. I mean, I understand. Like, this is what it is. Blinks into the fucking 40s, man. Dude, fucking. I don't know. Okay, so everybody hates on Sugar Ray because it's like... No, never have. The public generally hates on Sugar Ray because they get blocked... They get bunched in with, like, Smash Mouth and, like, all these 90s pop alternative bands, right? Well, it's because their biggest song was the -the out-of-the-box shit when they were, like, a fucking hard rock borderline new metal band. Yeah, no, their first album was just, like, straight rap metal, new metal kind of thing. That, like, they, I mean, they opened they up and DJ. played... They had a DJ. They opened up and played shows with, like, fucking corn and that whole scene in California they, they and were, stuff. They had that, like, Incubus kind of vibe. Yeah. Like, it's not really, like, what you do, but, like, we can fit you in here. Then they wrote a song. It got fucking big. And they're like, oh, shit, we can make money off of this? And they just started writing songs that way. And they came out and said that's what they were doing. And they're like, But what? they also were the people that enjoyed the music that they made. They weren't just like... Yeah. They were the ones like, yeah, we're selling out just to fucking sell it. They're like, no, we actually enjoyed this shit. Well, like, people people would be like, oh, you know, you used to be a heavier band. Why did you decide to change? They're like, because we can make money. So, like, I, like, have this, like, respect for them for just being like, hey... We understand that, like, you're like, oh, you sold out, but, like, we're just trying to better our lives. So then they ended up doing this thing and basically became, like, you know, Matchbox 20 in a sense, you know? Another great comparison, or Third Eye Blind. You know, but that's what I mean. It's just like, okay, well... They were harder version, or not harder, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, they had a more of a rock and roll, a rock vibe to them than... We're going to write these, we're going to write... Because Matchbox 20 got softer, I feel like. Yeah, we're going to write these, like, kind of, like, poppy rock songs that are going to appeal for, like, middle-aged women. Which I got no problem with Matchbox 20 either, like, doing that, because, like, Rob Thomas could carry a fucking tune. Yeah. And he could, like, you have a good frontman that was, like, he's gonna appeal to women, and he can do his thing. Hey, Butch Walker just produced Rob Thomas's latest solo album. So. Not surprised. But, I mean, it's just, like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you know what? Yeah. 
we're gonna have that. Pe- we're gonna have these people that are gonna give us a whole bunch of shit, but we don't give a fuck because we're making money. And then Mark McGrath used that to, to get know, on ET. Yeah. To start fucking hosting random TV shows and everything else, and be on Sharknado and whatever the fuck he wanted to do, you know. So get random bird tattoos. Hey, whatever. More power to him. All all I know is that fucking Sugar Ray self-titled album that came out in, like, what, 2001? I was a big 1459 guy myself. Nah, they're... Their their fourth album, fucking self titled. That's the fucking crazy part. Is that's their fourth album. That that shit's legit, dude. But that's also like me graduating from high school. Fucking. What like, was Falls Apart on? That was on fourteen fifty nine. Yeah, fourteen fifty nine had like fucking like four singles, man. RPM. No, RPM was on. Uh, on the one before, the one with Fly. That's 1459, man. Ah, 1459 was every morning and shit, man. You're talking to the resident fucking Sugar Ray guy. It's never, like, you've never been wrong before, bud. <laughs> but they knew what the hell they were doing. And then, like, they fine-tuned it with the self-titled. And then... Ford's still a great CD, man. Oh, yeah, I'm not denying that. It's funny because part of also my Sugar Ray love also has to do with the fact that, like, I saw them play UB Spring Fest. Yep, with Orgy. And run DMC. Great fucking show, dude. And, like, Mark Mark McGrath was just fucking hammered. Yep. But, like, I don't know. Like, it's just one of those things where... So, I'm just on Amazon Music, and I, I'm at Sugar Ray. It's a related artist. There's four artists here. Can you name? A, can you name the four, three of the four that they name? All right, I'm gonna go with Matchbox Twenty. Yep. Everclear. No. Smash Mouth. Yep. Uh, We've literally talked about the bands. <laughs> Minus one. I'll say better than Ezra. No. Incubus. Nope. Fuck. Wow. So hey, I'll do it just for the first four on Amazon because it gives you four. Smash Mouth, Third Eye Blind, Matchbox oh, Twenty, Blind. Weezer. I feel like Weezer's the oddball, but there's some some time frames that match up where you you could jump. It's alt rock. I don't know if I'd go Weezer as the fourth. Like, I feel like an Everclear or like a... It, it didn't give me Everclear, but let's, let's, let's go for some fun here. For the related artists that gives you eight of them. Smash Mouth, Third Eye Blind, Matchbox 20, Weezer. Spin Doctors. All right. Uh, uh, maybe, well, it gives me more than that. Holy fuck. Vertical Horizon. It's... New Radicals. The new Radicals thing fits more than, like, the other two, actually. Yeah, Len, who's 100% a fucking drop of Smash Mouth. Blues Traveler, which doesn't fit in with this at all. I mean, it's like they're going with the alt-rock vibe. Yeah, well, now this is is where it starts blending. The Goose... That makes sense, though. I, I'm done with the Goose. I think of the Goose... The Goose, like, the goose took that same path, though. They went, they were like punk a punk, band. punk, punk, like punk rock alternative band that like 
all of a sudden realized, hey, we could start making some money by writing these fucking, you know, kind of pop alternative ballads. Like, instead of, like, making one song on an album, you're going to make the album that. Yeah. And, like, they ran with it. I love the Grudels. I was at two CDs the other day of them. Yeah, like, I mean, like, but you listen to, like, Superstar Car Wash and uh, A Boy Named Goo and stuff. And then and you even, listen to even any- Dizzy Up the Girl, man. But, like, you listen you listen to, like, those two, and then, like, yeah, Dizzy Up the Girls starts kind of changing a little bit, but, like... It just carried on what they did on the other ones. Like, you see the transition, and then all of a sudden the transi- transition happens, you know? Yep. The two other bands were Red Hot Chili Peppers, fuck them, and Counting Crows. The Counting Crows thing works, too, I, The though. Counting Crows works... Red Hot Chili Peppers works because they just want to lump it in with alternative rock. Yeah. But, like... Everclear is the band missing out of that. That should be... Everclear is... That should be lumped in that. If you go to Everclear, let's hear who we bring up with it. (laughs) But you have to, right? Yeah. While he's doing that, I'm going to remind you guys to go and follow us on... uh, Instagram at What the Hops Podcast on Facebook and Twitter at What the Hops and go and check out BigHeadsMedia.com and follow all our friends on that network as well as the Hopped Up Network. Go to HoppedUpNetwork.com and check out all our friends there as well. Um, Big Heads has more than just beer podcasts. It's you know, a lot of pop culture, sports, pretty much something for everybody. And then Hopped Up is obviously more beer-centered and, you know, keeps the scene alive. So go check out everything like that. There's a, there's a lot of disagreements in this one. Yeah. First band it relates to, Weezer. Works to the extent, yes. Cal- Are they blind? Yeah. California Alternative Rock, okay. Green Day. Forever clear? Yeah. Okay. The offspring. So so Amazon's looking at Everclear as more of a punk band. I, I, I don't agree with the Green Day and Offspring. No, I don't really either. Next one, one hundred percent. Eve Sex. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nirvana. Alright, that's alternative, you know. Foo Fighters. Yep. I'm gonna go with the foo, yeah. Okay, I, I, that's more. It's better than Nirvana. Chili Peppers again? No. Bush? Yes. Pearl Jam? No. You're just trying to ride that fucking grunge wave and branch. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like, Amazon's giving Everclear too much credit. I think. Mm. I, I think they're not getting. They don't. They're finally getting the credit they deserve. <laughs> Let's be realistic here. Me and you are both Everclear backers for Art Alexis being a hell of a songwriter. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to deny Everclear what they did, but the next two, polarizing, Oasis. Yeah, no, that doesn't work at all. And lit. Lit, lit, lit is a fucking branch of Eve 6. Yeah, yeah, no, Lit 100%, and I'll take that. Oasis, no. I see it's polarizing because... I mean, are you throwing Oasis in there because it's, like, sing-along ballads? Are, are you going from the, the 90s, like, alt-rock, like, yeah. hey... 
if you like this band, you probably like this because you're a simple mind that likes four chord songs. Like, I mean, don't start hating on Oasis. I'm not hating on Oasis, but all we're saying <laughs> is like the degrees of separation between us hitting Blink and Sum 41 are not far off. Oh no, hundred percent. But yeah, we can uh, sit here and talk music forever, but we're going to stop recording because, yeah, it's Friday night, the breeze is kicking in, and we're probably going to sit here and argue for another, like, half hour anyhow. So, on that note... Holy fuck, they re-recorded the greatest hits ever, Claire. <laughs> what the hops? You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. Thank you. The show you just listened to is part of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a growing family of craft beer podcasts in the United States and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.